And now for the podcast with a whole lot of holes. This is not all podcasts wear capes. Where they have these holes, and like, how many holes do people have? And then Ariani starts saying this thing about holes and the thing, like an extra hole. I don't even want to imagine. But here, in the end, is my greatest problem with that kind of joke that they oh, had. Boy. Oh, you were, you were actually trying to count it in a theater? How many, how many no, holes do you have? No. no. Well, it's ear, Did you ear, count? nose, no. One, two. But here's the problem. <laughs> so people are counting, right? Their ears is two. Their nostrils is two. Their mouth, their butthole. I guess the uh, the part. Oh, oh, right. That's why uh, she has more than right now. All right. So no, but here's the problem. I have another hole besides that. <laughs> Do you count? Do you count your eyes? They're not a hole. There's something in yes, it. Yes, yes, they technically are. But there's something in it. There's something in all of our holes. <laughs> not not uh, in all of mine. Mind, uh, hung. Not in all of why, mine. I don't know about yours. What? What? <laughs> what, what, what? Like there's a tongue and teeth in my hole here. And 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 just to finish this, the problem with this whole joke that they have is is that the. Your skin is covered in pores. This is exactly the kind of this is exactly the kind of thing T would do. This is like literally perfect. <laughs> yep, and this this is a family podcast. Maybe we should keep the whole talk to a minimum. You're the right. one who brought no, up but the we're holes. Ta- I'm talking about pores. <laughs> I'm talking about pores of your skin that that, that releases thing. There's how many? I don't know. Like it has to be like a million friggin' pores on your person's skin, right? I don't know. I can't count that high. You know what? Let's uh. Let's tweet. Let's tape. Hey Google, uh, how many? Let's, let's no, we'll, we'll we'll tweet Paul Rudd and we'll ask him yeah, for we'll podcast him. purposes if or, he can get back to us. Yeah, Peyton yeah, Reed, how many holes him. do you have, <laughs> including your pores? How many pores do people have on their body? Are you serious? <laughs> Wait, yeah, I'm going right now. Twenty thousand. Wow. All Amazing. those okay. things. Five million. Hey. Five million pores on the body. So twenty thousand on the face. We're here to discuss Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. just for for quick for quick math purposes, is five million and seven. Okay, <laughs> or five million okay. and nine if so, you count your eyeballs. Uh, right, right. So you know, and the real thing, the the bravery of this movie is that Marvel would make a movie about Spade. <laughs> Three and, times and, now. Three times. You get it. Get, yeah, I got it. it. I got it three times I'm now. I'm talking to Ariani because you were laughing. Ariani was just face bombing. <laughs> that that was a that was a joke I made on Facebook back in 2015 when they announced the first nice. movie. Come, like yeah. finally a movie named after me. We're really punchy tonight. <laughs> I don't know. Certainly become that way two for podcasts sure. in a row, mate. Ariani might not have the uh, the the um, the gumption for it. Yeah, she doesn't want to deal with us anymore. That's what it is. Big no. breath, back straight. Let's do this. I can All right, see, I can see. So, so Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. That's where we're here to talk about. Did was there enough mania in your quantum? Yeah, because the whole thing was was in the quantum realm. <laughs> there wasn't enough. Honestly, there wasn't enough regular stuff in this movie for me. I can't believe right. it. Right. <laughs> so, so, so let's cut to the chase. This, I mean, this wasn't a bad movie. It was good. It was entertaining. It was fine. It was fine. It was um, fine. I, I'm not going to drag it because um, uh, in, in the realm of things, I think that 
I think, you know, we, we were making the comparison to Thor, Love and Thunder. I think that Ant-Man should have had the tone of Thor, Love and Thunder, and Thor, Love and Thunder should have the tone of Ant-Man. I think they, it got switched. Ant-Man, and, and, and this is, and, and I'm going to steal stuff that people were saying. And online, one person was saying, this isn't world building, this is world barfing. And I think that was a perfect kind of description of this film. Because Anthony in the theater was like, oh, look at that. Wow, this is out doing the cantina scene. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Not out doing the cantina scene. I think you guys misunderstood what I said. What I said was, this is very Star Wars-like. But you guys thought I was just talking about the cantina scene. Oh, no, sorry. What I said was, these have better designed characters than the newer Star Wars movies. They were more interesting to look at. But yeah, we but didn't we didn't get, get enough time to look, to look at it. <laughs> right. That, that was part of the problem, too. That was part of the we problem, did, too. We didn't get enough time to look at anything, to be quite honest. Like, me and T, like, we were just like, one, it was hard to see things in the movie theater. We're not getting into the fucking bulbs, please. I'm just, I'm putting a, I'm putting a pin in that. Like, we can't do that anymore. But it, it, it was hard to see things, and not just because of how it looked. It's a bulb. Shut up. Not because of the bulbs, but also because we didn't get enough time to look at anything. Like it was just like, I was like, I wanted a moment to like actually absorb this insane quantum realm that has quantum people in it, and it's just like, wow, there's an entire like race that lives here in this insane world, and I can't see anything for longer than five seconds. It's very weird for a movie that's almost over two hours. Forget just the quantum realm, like. The Freedom Fighters and all those people, I don't even remember like any of their names other than light bulb head face. <laughs> that's not his you know, name. <laughs> and that's right, and that's not his name. And it's and it's not that he was bad. It's that it was like, why do I care about these people? We were given only a brief thing about them, and we didn't get time to connect with the characters. Right, like Ariani's saying, they bring in this whole conflict. They bring in this conflict where these people are subjugated by King the Conqueror. And it's just like, okay, we get that, you know, this is why we're supposed to care about them. They're subjugated by Kang the Conqueror. They are rebels fighting an oppressive force. That 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 is like a check. Like, yes, we're supposed to be on their side. But it's just kind of like when the when the laser light head, he, I think he was one of the only ones that actually got killed. Right. I didn't care that they lost yeah. a friend. I was like, oh, okay, let's move on. Like... Like, what's next? But that's what a lot of this movie felt like, though. I enjoy this movie. I don't think it was terrible. It's middle-of-the-road Marvel. It's better than some of the stuff we got lately. But a lot of it lies within the performance from Jonathan Majors on Kang. And that yeah. was the highlights of the movie, really. He's, he's definitely carrying the movie on his shoulder because it's a great performance. But, again, one another one of my problems is that they left a lot to be desired. Where... Like, they threw in that line, that line where he's just like, you have no idea what I've lost. And it's just like... We don't. We don't. We don't either. Right. We don't. It's just like, so what is it? We don't. Why? We, have like, no what's, what's, we have no clue, man. You know, like, why Why does he want to conquer? Like, why? Like, what is it? What is it that he did that was so bad that the other Kangs banished him to the quantum realm? Like, we don't have any sense of, like... Of, of just like how bad this guy is and one of the big criticisms that i saw from this movie where people were just kind of like 
This Kang was so big and bad that the other Kangs were scared of him, and he got beat by Ant-Man and the Wasp? Right, in a, in a fist fight. Right. right. So it's just like, and I know there's like a hundred other Kangs that we we're going to probably deal with, maybe. But it's just like, this Kang was the biggest and baddest. Kang the Conqueror should be the worst one. This Kang should have been the Kang. Right. Because we need to, they need to know a Kang. There's a couple of things that we're going to frame and talk about Um uh, but let's get this one out of the way because it was the first thing I said out of the movie theater and then every single podcast and thing is talking about this now. But it's that the, the charm of Ant-Man is his unique power and how fun it is to watch him use his powers. And the example is the first Ant-Man, the greatest moment in that first Ant-Man is an unbelievable third act fight that takes place on a Thomas the Train table. Yep. And it was fun. We haven't really seen that. It was, it really embraced the character and who they were. The other time that Ant-Man super shown was in Civil War when he's there with Spider-Man and everybody's fighting and he goes giant man for the first time, right? Right. But even the the part where he's little on the arrow, that's good too. Right. There's good. There's a lot of good stuff with him in that there's sequence. All even kinds of even stuff. in the in the last um, Ant Man and the Wasp movie, where he's like, I think he's like the giant man, and he's like trying to hold on to the bus, and the bus is still moving. You can see like how big he is against the bus. Like in this, we're in a quantum realm, and we don't know what all these crazy things are, so we have no sense of scale. It's like one oh one with giants. You know, like. You know, when you're a kid and you open up the dinosaur book and then they have, they show a picture of the dinosaur on one page and then the next page they show a silhouette of the dinosaur and the silhouette of a regular sized human being in comparison. So you can, even though it's on a book, you can imagine how big the dinosaur is. Right. It's a sense of scale. Right. It's like Lord of the Rings basic, you know. It's like they didn't even think about it. It's like they didn't sit down and say, okay. We have this thing with Ant-Man. Now, the only, the one thing that they did that worked was with how the ants crawl up. And he was an Ant-Man crawling up, how they make those certain types of ants do like an ant. Right, it was like the multiple Scots and they all right. made like a bridge. Right, the, the callback to, to the first Ant-Man with the... The Schrodinger Scots, right? The Schrodinger is like you had all the different possibilities of the potentialities. That was good, but I think that was also it's it's it, I think it's a half missed opportunity there. So that was like they didn't sit down and go, okay, how are we going to show how cool his powers are? What new fun ways are we going to show his powers? They didn't. I think they weren't focused so much on showing off his powers because they figure if you're here for the right. Ant Man movie, you know how it works. They're focused on showing off the quantum realm, and. They didn't even do that. <laughs> but it's like having a Superman movie where he doesn't fly. Right. And and the two major real problem times that this came up is that he had to pull another heist and he had to jump down into the thing and he had to shrink to jump down into the thing, right? Now, mind you, 
everybody's smaller than an electron right now, but it doesn't matter. We're gonna so he goes and he jumps in and he keeps on clicking. There's a little special effects glow, but he's just clicking. I mean, it didn't matter. I mean, it. I didn't feel like it was getting any smaller. He's jumping. He's jumping like into this giant, like a huge atom thing, and it's just like he's jumping in and looking even smaller. But it's just like it kind of. But it doesn't. Well, it's like jumping in a black hole. But the next shot, he's just the same. So they, the visually, that did not comp- that did not work at all. Right. And then the one everybody's complaining about is when him and his daughter are saying, oh, we're big. No, you're not big. You're smaller than an electron. You guys are small right now. And But you're going to say, but T, that's context, right? You know, it's context, right? But we had no context to see that. They're big inside of the quantum realm. But they go, oh, I'm so big. And they move in slow motion. She goes, oh, right, right. And then they don't or they do. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I get why people are moving in slow motion. I mean, they, you make giants move in slow motion. It's an old trope to make them feel big, but that really wouldn't work. You know, but anyway, here's why. And I'm going to give you the reason why. And we talked about this in the chat, so there's not going to be any surprise to you guys. I think this might have been Peyton Reed's Fantastic, Fantastic Four script. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Problem is, the Fantastic Four was a script written for four people, and this had five. There was a Fantastic yep. Five in this. Right. Old Ant-Man, Old Wasp. Wasp wasn't very important to this movie, to be quite honest. Which Wasp? Evangeline Lilly. Right, right. <laughs> see what you see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm being snarky, but you see what I'm saying. No, right? I know. Right, because the Wasp in the title could easily be the Michelle Pfeiffer Wasp. Because Michelle Pfeiffer arguably, had the second biggest role to Paul Rudd. I've heard a lot of people say, like, you know at the end of the movie where Evangeline Lilly comes out and she helps Scott, like, fight Kang at the very end? A lot of people said that should have been um, Michelle Pfeiffer instead. But I think that's, like, a leftover from, like, the original ending of the movie, which apparently they only, they reshot the film, the ending, like, a month before this movie was supposed to come out. I thought somebody was going to die. That's the thing. Everybody expected somebody to die. I think somebody should have died. And you had a lot of potential. Could have been could have been Michael Michael uh Michael Douglas. It could have been old old Ant-Man. It could have been old Wasp. It could have been Ant-Man. The only person they couldn't have killed off was Stature. Here's the thing. We we've been spending at this point was it 15 years almost with these characters? Right? You already you already got rid of Iron Man. You got rid of Captain America. You got rid of Black Widow, Hawkeye's kind of on the shelf. Uh, now you got rid of, um, uh, well, Black Panther. Unfortunately, that that's different circumstances. The Guardians are on their way out, right? We don't know who's who's gonna stay, who's gonna go. So you can't stop, 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 stop. stop. I'm gonna hit pause on that, and I want you to finish that point. But we have a bet about who's who's gonna who's gonna die, die in, in Guardians. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, who do you yeah. have? Oh, I I have. Oh, who did I have? You don't even remember. No, I think it's Star-Lord. I said Star-Lord. I said Rocket. Yeah, I, I think it's Drax. Okay, okay, continue. Yeah, but, Sorry. Okay. So we have that on the record. Yeah, now, now we're all on wax with, with saying that. So yeah, to, to me, like, Scott, they made it seem like it was an obvious, you know, play that he was the one on his way out. But I really thought, as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, oh, this is set up perfectly for Janet to die to make the sacrifice play to get them away from Kang. And then, or even Hank, and he crashed in the pl- in the in the ship, and I'm like, oh, that's that's where they're going with this. They're taking Hank out, and then they Chewbacca the whole thing, and here he comes. 
you know, oh, he was on the second ship, you know? And it was like, Kang is a formidable force, and you want to show me that he is threatening, and he means business, right? And through the performance, we're getting that, okay? Two instances where they could have really showed me, and, and this comes to the show me, don't tell me stuff, is when he's torturing Cassie in front of Scott and saying, if you don't help me, I'm going to kill your daughter. And Scott's going, no, 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 don't do it. You know what? He should have killed her and then rewound time and said, I mean business. I can do exactly what I'm telling you I can do. And, and not they take sh- it back. Sh- right. No, no, t- take it back, right? So he should have no, killed Cassie. No, I know. He'll Cassie. take it back. He'll take it back, but then he'll say, I can do this and not reverse it. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I kill her over and over again until you give me what I want. That's that's actually, a, that was actually, would have been brilliant. That would have been, that would have been, that would have been nasty. That would have been nasty. Right? I, I because like, like if Kang does that, you're like, oh my God, this this guy really means business. The way that we got that he was a serious threat is Modoc shows up and he yells at him, don't you speak when you're in a room with me and throws him against the door. And it's like, all right, whatever. I mean, I, Modoc's well, here, other, that, that's fun, but. Saw, the other thing we saw him do that, you know we didn't see gore do in love and thunder was actually kill people like we see kang actually like vaporize people when they're running away from him he's ki- he's killing civilians i mean I, i'm thinking he was wiping them out of the timeline he wasn't killing them uh, he was energy like energy blasts you know what i mean it's like and that you could barely see i'm glad you put up gore and kang because he, here's the problem kang and i think we talked about this too yeah i, I said this on our group chat kang is the right villain in the that they knew what they wanted to do with him, he's in the wrong movie. Right. Gore was the perfect villain for that movie. They didn't know what the hell to do with him. And his redemption is one of the biggest pieces of BS since Ralph Boner in uh in the MCU, as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, Kang, I mean, he he's a great villain, but th- this was the wrong movie for him. It comes back to I think because what it, T was it, saying the is, fanta- because is the, the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four movie. This wouldn't have been Kang. It would have been Annihilus, but, and it wouldn't have been the Quantum right. Realm. It would have been the, ne- the, negative, the negative zone. zone. Right. And 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 it fits because he is like in that kind of thing. And then they kind of fit in this. They kind of like rewrote areas to make it multiverse when it wasn't uh, a couple of missed opportunities too um they have bill murray for one scene right to play bill murray right right they're trying right. to do and, the jeff goldblum theme the jeff goldblum and i liked i liked but jeff goldblum had so much more of a a a, a role in in uh thor ragnarok and a personality and a right and part be part of the story really they just kind of said, oh, we got Bill Murray. How can we fit him in? And it shouldn't have been Bill. M- and now, I like the jokes with Michael Douglas and Bill Murray talking. I was like, I could watch. And, and Michelle Pfeiffer and the three of them they all stole, talking. I could they watch. stole that joke from freaking. They stole some of that stuff from, from what's it called? Crystal Skull. They stole a joke exactly from Crystal Skull. That, those three people would have been a great movie. But it's one scene. And they make that. Michelle Pfeiffer had a romantic relationship with Bill Murray. She should have had a romantic relationship with Kang. Right. That because they had the time. And it would have upped the stakes 
in this kind of thing where it was like, yes, this is, you know, and then she had a whole life because she was there for 30 years. That makes sense. You know, and and so here's the, here's the, I'm gonna go back and I forget what issue of Fantastic Four it is, but it's the John Byrne run of Fantastic Four, and I'm gonna say this, and I'd like us to one day, you guys just go through the whole Fantastic Four. I watched, uh, I sh- I shared it with you guys, but this one guy went on, and I don't know how legal it is, but you know if you take the words away, you can get away with doing it. Um, he did this whole like audio thing, a guy breaking down John Burns' Fantastic Four. I think he does the whole thing, but I sent you the episode where it starts where they go into the negative zone. And it is so much like this. They go, there's a thing with freedom fighters, there's a nihilist, there's all, all these kind of things. This feels, I, I think this is based on a Fantastic Four script because one, they didn't have enough time. I mean, the whole first act should have been super rushed. First act should have been. They all... were they 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 got into the quantum realm within like ten minutes of the movie starting. Right, I get, think. Let's get there. Don't worry about it. Let's do it. Let's do a let's do a Baskin Robbins joke and get into the thing. And it was like the third act. I feel should have been half in, half out of the real world because like there's there's a portal, right? And right. he wanted to go and leave and conquer. But then it'd be too much like the portal in, in, in the first Avengers. I get it, you know. But if you watch, if you wa- like read or watch on that link that I sent of of the John Byrne Negative Zone saga, which is only about like eight or nine issues, um, uh, it's such a great storytelling. You could see those kind of things. So you have these five family members in the Fantastic Four. It was four. And you could see like... Like stature is Johnny Storm, but they had to mix and match the different things, and right. and like there was one character too many. There was, I'm going to say this one wasp too many because everything that Michelle Pfeiffer was doing that should have been for a wasp character, right? Right. You didn't need the other wasp. The other wasp could have been back in San Francisco. So someone should have been left in San Fran trying to scramble to get them back, and that's where you needed Luis in this movie. And the rest of the crew. They, this is... that, that would have been funny for them trying to figure out quantum physics. That would have been a great like thing to, to see Listen, them do. The, the first half an hour. I think with and... Evangeline Lilly there to be the straight person to go, you guys are f-ing idiots. Yeah. Right. I'm trying not to curse on the podcast. Um, <laughs> you guys are idiots. That would have been a great thing to put Luis and Evangeline Lilly and seen them kind of. L- listen, he, here's, here's the problem. And this is with Marvel post endgame right so we know it, it was a five-year gap everybody was missing the whole world's gone to crap right we see it in endgame boats crashing into the, the new york harbor is just washed up on shore scott's walking down san francisco everything's overgrown and now we don't really know how much later we are post thanos right it's just we're post thanos the world's back to normal right like there should be some destruction and devastation that people are still picking up after right and what this movie should have done in the beginning was had that this is my my big theory that i was going to tell you guys how i could have you could bookend this movie with Luis, right in the beginning you have him do one of his recaps okay right, right off like, the bat give us scotty game. while you were gone this is what i had to do blah blah, blah 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 and he's going through the whole story for the five years how he kept their business alive Right. And now Scott's reacclimated to everything that's going on. He wrote his book, blah, 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 doing his book tour. 
somebody's causing trouble, they got to solve like a first act problem. Stature's there, gets her powers, she helps out, right? Now you could do the quantum realm stuff at the end of the movie when they come back to Earth. There's two ways they, they should have gone with this movie in the end. One, th th this movie needed a third act twist to like really get people to remember. Because now people are going to be like, oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, whatever. It didn't really matter. The twist is in the middle of the second act. Of the second That's Glass Onion. Very good, T. So you could have had either Kang escape the quantum realm, right? Because it just seems like he's showing up to die. They killed him in Loki already. They killed him in this now. Who knows when he shows up next. He's probably going to get killed off there too. Um, but either he needed to escape the quantum realm or Scott needed to get stuck in the quantum realm or which they did already. So you don't want to do that. But when he comes back out, have the whole time period loop. And he's back with Luis in the beginning now. And time never moved for those people. It only moved for the people in the quantum realm. And they released Kang. So you kind of do like the movie never happened only for those people in the realm. And you could you could either do that or have Scott show up in a different reality, which is what I thought they were going to do. And they, they didn't do any of that stuff. And any of that would have been way more interesting than what we got. Here's their here's here's how they try to tie in the uh, the post endgame stuff. They have the uh, they established that like Cassie's like um, like a activist. Where she's like, uh -huh. you know, she gets arrested because she's protesting that the cops built a fight are, are a arresting fight, fight a good right. Fight. Well, they're arresting right. homeless people who got displaced by the blip. That's that's oh, right, that's right, right. That's, that's what, what they, they were doing. Right. That's right. what they. That's they talked how they, about. That's the only tap hat tip to the blip. Right. Right. That's the only thing they have. But my problem too is that they have like this conflict where like Scott. Scott is retired. He's like, I don't want to be involved with like the superhero stuff anymore. And Cassie's like giving him shit, saying like, you need to help. Like, he's not. He doesn't he's consider not himself retired. He doesn't right. think he, he just wants he to spend time. Essentially with his is, but he just wants to be a superhero in name right. only and just kind of bit right. enjoy it, and not put him put his life in danger. Right. 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 Or his family. Right. But there's not enough like Which conflict. is fair. Which is a fair That is a that is a fair thing, but there's also not enough conflict when it comes to that. You know, when, when they're in the quantum realm and they're like, you know, we need help to defeat Kang and Cassie's like, You should help them and he's like, No, I don't want to but no matter what happens he has to defeat Kang. There's not a conflict with that, he has to. There's nothing in him that says that he can't do it, he's gonna do it. I mean, the movie's called Ant-Man. Of course he's going to do it. I know, of course. But it's just like, you know, there's no there's no like moral conundrum for that. You know, there's not like thing where he's just like, you know, this isn't our fight. Yeah, what you know, did, this isn't our problem. What did, what did Scott learn? Uh, what exactly. did Scott learn? I don't know. I don't know what he learned. Right. Um, here's another thing that I wanted to, to bring that up. That he has I to be a superhero to protect his family. He can't well, not be a superhero. Well, right? of course. Like, that's obvious. Um, I guess. I mean, I'm just trying to figure it out, right? I don't know. But it's just like, it's not something that we should be able to, we need to figure out. It's something that the movie should show us. Say like, hey, here's how this character grows and changes throughout the movie. Um, I sent you guys that video from Mando the movies where he talks about his, his uh, reaction to the movie. And the one thing that he said that I really liked, he said this whole movie could have been a lot different if MODOK was the um, main villain instead of Kang. 
because Modok is kind of like the 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 right kind of villain for this type of environment. I don't know if I like that they made it made him Darren Cross again. I I, I don't know that I do. I don't know that. I don't I, do. I don't know if I like it. One it's, it's it looks bizarre when you see it on the screen. Um, yeah, they they didn't they didn't they didn't land the uh, the. They didn't stick the landing. No, and Modoc. here's how you know that. Why, why didn't why didn't they stick the landing though? T, what did they turn Modoc into? Spade's favorite thing. A boner joke once again. <laughs> well, I was gonna say a reformed villain, but yeah, the the don't be a dick. Like literally, that character is built on being a dick, and in the last two minutes of his screen time, Cassie's like, "Don't be a dick," and he's like, "Oh, he's like, okay. okay." He's like, "Yeah, I'm not I don't gonna be wanna... a dick anymore." But like, it's just like dude, you're you're designed only for killing. <laughs> That's what you do. But that was your whole mo in the first Ant Man movie. Like that was your your basic character makeup. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's he's a corporate dick. He's a he's a he's a guy who's only interested in um, personal momentum and personal gain. That's his whole thing. I don't understand how now he's this person who is built to be a killing machine and he's like i don't want to be a killing machine anymore so it's just like t said this movie needed more humor and the problem is in modok's death scene that that was like oh these are our best jokes and it was like scott you're a brother to me no you hated him like your whole life and he's like i'm an avenger now and it's just like what is going on like that Avenger joke made me laugh. I mean, though. I thought that was a little funny. I thought that was it. I like the, the Avenger joke was funny, but like Scott was not your brother. Like you never cared about him. That's like the 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 joke at the end of Ghostbusters too. I'm a Ghostbuster now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was it was just uh, an extremely unearned redemption. Like extremely unearned. Okay, because, so like, this is, I think this is in the end, and, and, and I, I'm I don't know what the, why they made it Darren Cross. I guess they wanted to tie. They wanted to make connectivity with the with the the earlier things, right? I mean, it didn't. It, that guy that guy's done and gone. I mean, but but here's the thing though, T. In in the real world, Modok's a hard sell. In the quantum realm, it's like, oh, this is what it is. It's like we can make it as ridiculous as we want it to be. Right, but I think, and I understand that Modok is a very, very difficult character to bring to live action, and I, 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 I feel for anybody who had to make, who had to try and make that happen. I did. I think the design. Why did he have a golden face like that? Um, they covered up his face. Why? Because they didn't want to do the face. They didn't want to do the grotesque like face on him. Instead, well, they just kind of. I, I mean, it was it was battle armor, is what I, it was, I, right? I, and you get it to look more no, like the I comic know. book thing. I think it should have been a puppet. I think it should have been a puppet. But the, but this is where like this is where you cast an actor, either a puppet or this is where you cast an actor who has that kind of face where they can like contort their face a lot, like. Like somebody oh, brought up, like Pat um, Oswald. It should have been Pat Oswald. It could have been. Well, Pat Oswald already. He's did played the voice so many. Show. He's played three, like so many characters. Well, he he plays Modok on the Modok. He plays Modok on the show. Yeah, right. he does he the played voice. Something in Agents of Shield. He played at a uh, right, uh, like and now he's picked the troll. Right, but that's yeah, where you get somebody who like who can like do stuff with their eyebrows. Who can like, you know, or who who who's like the Rock. No, not not like that. No, I'm kidding. It felt like really bad skinning of somebody's face in CGI. It it didn't and, and it didn't look weird. It looked unprofessional. It looked stretchy and weird and bad. Yeah. yeah. 
It just it looked, of, it looked bad. They should have. They should have. See, they tried to do his face, and they should have CGI'd another face and redesigned it to really kind of work. Instead of it felt like just like something flat. Like. But like they could have even put like prosthetics on his face and then like CGI'd that. Like like play around with it. Like do a bunch of dots. Things. Do the thing, and then you just take that with a brand new design. I think it should have been a puppet, though. I think. I mean, we we. I mean, it would have looked, it would have looked great if it was a puppet of some sort with some kind of uh, what's it called? Right. Um, uh, like mechanic, like like robot face stuff like that. That would have been cool. Um, but I guess they they just like we're gonna cast an actor and have his face on there because that's what we're paying for. We're paying for. Well, the they're, face. they're they're tying it back to the first movie. That that's what they're really doing. You that's know, Mar- fine, Marvel, but... that's one thing they're good about, bringing stuff back from 10 years ago that people don't really remember. And you're like, oh, whatever happened to that? Like, I'm still waiting for that uh, Ultron robot to show back up at the end of uh, Age of Ultron, that vision, like, zapped into another whatever. Right. I just feel like this film was, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, but you know what I mean? I wanted, this wasn't an Ant-Man film. But you know what, you know what this was? This was wasted potential is what it was. Like, this was just like. Missed opportunities left and right. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the opening sequence should have been Kang fighting the BC Avengers in like 10,000 BC and have him killing off some of those guys and show us that he's a real threat. And when he says, oh, I killed Avengers before to Scott, you're like, oh yeah, he did. We saw that in the first act. When the movie opened, it, it needed to be like the, the Multiverse of Madness in the beginning when you had Doctor Strange and America Chavez running through. Just have Kang running through dinosaurs. Opening with an action scene. Yeah, just open with the action Drop us right in. Holy crap, he's fighting a dinosaur. Oh, look, there's prehistoric Black Panther and prehistoric Thor. You know, just give us something ridiculous. You know how I thought the movie should have opened? It should have been him having the charges read out. They read the charges like, you're in charge for this. And when they read the charge, they do a little flashback of him, like, killing somebody. And then the next charge, you're charged for this. Another flashback. Kill, like, they... Sh- like I like they, that. I like yeah, that. Like, they do a little cross-cutting where we see, like, this guy is bad news. They're charging him for all these things that he did. This is why he's being banished. You know, we see that he's been banished. And then he's like... We, we have that in the beginning of the movie where he's like, where am I? But we... I think they showed us Janet in the beginning, right? Like we see that Janet is there. I mean, that that's not bad. The only thing with that, Ariane, that that ruins your reveal in the post credits with all the different but, tanks no, and everything. You keep it like shadowy, you know? fi- shadowy figures. You, you could have, or or you could do it. A sh- okay, yeah, you do it that that's way. That's what I'm saying. Like that's shadowy like, figures. You don't, you don't on have camera. to show. You don't have to show the council of Kangs. You just say Kang number whatever twenty five. You are charged with so and so. Like. It's just voices. You all you have to do is have them. Oh, you know, stand no. There. This is what you do, Ariane. You do that, but you have Jonathan Majors as He Who Remains from Loki, at like his little courtroom scene that they that they had on Loki. Right. Have him reading the charges like that with um, what, what's her name? The, the the like the bailiff. Right. All you need is all you need is Jonathan Majors standing there with like future handcuffs, just standing there, standing in front of a podium and saying like, "You've been charged," and it's just like. Do you have anything to say for yourself? And it's just like, and I do it again, you know, like, I don't know. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right, yeah. That's... I don't recognize the authority of this court. 
Right. Something something cool. Yeah, I don't I don't recognize the authority of this court. If I was going out that way, I would. That's what I would say. If I knew it was writing was I don't. <laughs> that that's a good line though. That's a good, you know what you should you should text Kevin Feige and tell him that. That that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't recognize the authority of this council. Or it's just like, I am the original king. None of you would exist without. Or what me. do you Something call like it? That. Tribunal. I don't I don't recognize the authority of this tribunal. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like that could have been a way to really easily introduce like how much of a threat this guy is. But then of course this whole movie kind of undercuts that threat by having him kind of be defeated so easily. This is what um, the Fantastic Four movie would look like with this right um and it's it's they, well known that peyton reed has been wanting to do fantastic four right, the fantastic right. i think four he even pitched one been... to be honest with you he pitched the yeah. fantastic four movie to right be the set script in is the 60s. written right and that which started in the 60s suck them in the quantum realm and then spit them out in present day they pop out in 2020 remember he was never meant to do these ant-man movies Edgar Wright was the one that they brought in to right. do this. And then when things fell through with him, they're like, oh, Peyton can do it. We have stuff from Peyton. He can do it. I felt overwhelmed, like, feel overwhelmed in, like, a Transformers movie. That's how, T, that's literally how I felt. Like, the action felt, like, very Transformers-y. Like, I was just like, it's nonsensical. Michael Bay at like his this best. idea of living Michael buildings. Michael Bay at his best, I like the idea. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Works. You know, it no, doesn't matter. Just, it was just the geography was off. Like I was just like, I don't know who's shooting who. I can't tell what's going on. Like it's just like Ariane, did you share the thing about the CGI problems in Ant Man? Or that was me was that it, shared that. Yeah, yeah, about how they were struggling with it, of all the rewrites and trying to get everything done by the time you know. I, I, I feel no, like and, and they pulled a lot of resources and money. And put it to Wakanda forever. Black Panther, right, yeah. right. So it's just like that's the problem with having a lot of these things happening simultaneously. It's everybody stretched too thin, and you have deadlines. Right. But this is Marvel. You give them the money they need. Right. You know what I mean? Disney gives them the money they need because Marvel's the biggest thing that they have right now, bigger than Star Wars. Right, but it's just like you know, this movie makes money. That's not the problem. The thing is, like, the, the problem is it's not that these movies don't make money. They make money, but it's just like, you know, you can make the money, but it's just like, what are you giving but they, people? But they want to squeeze more money for the shareholder, the quarter shareholder. I right? think I just saw today, between last week and this week, the drop for Ant-Man was like 80-something percent. That's huge. Because people are going to watch it on streaming. And, and, and Right. I mean, they're, they're coming out on streaming so fast. Wakanda Forever is been out a couple weeks already you know what i mean so so one thing one thing one thing that i read and i don't quite understand it so if i'm giving wrong information to our our listeners i apologize but i didn't know this and i was reading this like last month about how the math is between the studio and the theaters and that the percentage of money that goes to the studios when a film is released is high that goes back to the studios in the first week for opening weekend in the first week and then the longer the film is running the more the the theater gets paid i didn't know that sorry i, know. I didn't oh, know that either I, I thought so, it was just so, whatever so something like avatar avatar still avatar's been running for yeah so like like you're talking about with top gun yeah if you have it 
four weeks out and you have a full, that's, that's just bank for the theater, right? That's just bank for the theater. The studios really don't care. Because they're going to make all that money the first weekend anyway. Right. But but that's that's a specific like Marvel thing. Like with something like Top Gun that was kind of like a huge runaway hit and that just stayed and stayed in theaters for months. They just let that they just let that ride. They just let that ride. Well, Disney needs people to stay subscribed to Disney Plus though. Right? So if you tell me, oh, in 45 days, Ant-Man's going to be here. The diehards aren't you know right. are going to go see it the first week and everybody else is going to be like oh i'll just see it when it comes on I'll disney plus on disney. Yeah. but then what you were saying anthony did you sit you did you tell me or did i hear from somewhere else that um disney plus lost a ton of subscribers yeah, Ar- ariani said that the other in, day in january oh, okay. they what lost was it? what was that story again ariani they lost like i don't I, they lost a huge chunk of subscribers because when disney plus first started they said We'll give you three years subscription when you sign up. That was the deal that I had. I think you had that too, right, T? No, I think I missed that. Like way months before Disney Plus uh, released, they, they allowed you to pay for three years up front for like 160 bucks or something like ridiculously cheap. So yeah, so that was the plan that I had and everything renewed in November. Yeah, and so then what happened was like I think by their the, the end of their like fourth quarter or first quarter – all of those people that had subscribed to that offer, that offer expired, and it just dropped. Like their subscription, like numbers. And when did this dropped. happen? I think January was when the report came out. So when Disney Plus first launched in, I guess it was 2019, right? Is when it yeah. when it came right, out. Right. You, yeah. yeah. So November 2019 to November 2022, you were you were good. You didn't have to yeah. pay one bill from Disney. Probably from like their fourth quarter, like the end of their fourth quarter, they saw that huge right. subscriber tr- count so like, drop. So like like you're saying, Ariani, th- that that deal I think ended November 30th or whatever it was. So right. basically so, December, they probably saw a lot of people cancel it, and especially that nothing new was coming out, right? Like I know we say that they're they're coming out with these shows too fast, but you got to keep people subscribed, right? So right, but you go you go big and you you clear away the barnacles and you go big. You know, this is why, this is why, I mean, I mean, Mando's coming out, right? Right. You got Mando, right? That'll get people to come. But now here, are people going to come back now? Or are they going to come back after all the episodes are out, watch everything over a weekend, then cancel their subscription again? Right? You could you could do that. Well, because you have to put another deal out that you go, you get it for this much a month for the year. That's right? the thing. Like they're do- special deals. You have a to, lot of yeah, these things are doing up. bundles or doing things like that to like keep people, like give people a reason to subscribe. And 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 there is there is a real thing because in the beginning you were like, wow, I have Netflix, I have this, I have like it's so much content, and I. But then we have to spend so much money on. I mean, there's um, there's uh, Disney, there's HBO. There's Netflix. There's this. There's that. How many am I subscribed to? I can't even really think. You know what I mean? Uh, Kate wants Hulu because she loves Bob's Burgers and and the other stuff that's on there, right? Um, but we didn't get a Hulu deal. We spent because because I you know because I got the because uh, you got the Disney kind of plus Disney a different packages, right? right? But different I didn't times. I didn't because I because it was like oh you could get Disney Hulu and ESPN. ESPN. I'm like I don't need ESPN. Get the hell out of there with that sports ball. You know what I mean? But then, right. you know, I like sports with oddballs, cycling, Tour de France. Anyway, so like, um, but like, 
And I'm like thinking, if I can only have three, which three do I have? And that's tough because then Kate's like, well, I want Hulu, Bob's Burgers, you know. And like the two that I do, the two subscription services that I'd like to have, but I, I don't make the cut with me is, and this is sad because it's Paramount because I'm a Trekkie. And I mean, the depth of my Trek knowledge is like crazy. We don't talk about it because you guys don't know. No, we don't talk about we don't talk about Bruno Picard or uh, Seven of Nine on this podcast. I've heard the new season right. of Picard is actually. Oh, you really you good. you know who Seven of Nine is. I know you know who Seven of Nine is. Look <laughs> at his face already. Get the where's that horny stick thing that you have to do? <laughs> horny jail bunk. <laughs> Mark, right? I don't right. know what Seven of um, Nine is. So oh, that's, that's Seven. Of it's nine. Uh, Jerry oh. Ryan. Mag- magnificence. Two things I would want is Paramount and then Acorn. And what's Acorn? That's the the British streaming service. Never even heard of that one. United States. It's all the the British mystery television shows. Oh, okay. And it's all of it. And it's wonderful. And me and my wife, that's where we connect watching TV is like the mysteries and stuff like that. So, right? We're not even even talking about Quantumania anymore, really. No. We're we're talking about the whole thing. Because this is a struggle. But it's all relevant stuff. It's all relevant. But I think... This is mediocre because of a general structural problem. Was was when was this filmed? Is this a COVID casualty or is there no such thing anymore? I don't know. I I mean we got to be on the upswing of coming out of that now. I I don't know if, how how much longer you can really say. But it felt like they know? shot in a green screen studio. Well, not even a volume. It was. But a green I think screen it was. Studio. No, I think it was all volume. Peyton Reed has Mandalorian experience with the volume. And I think he just knows how to use it better than Taika. Wait, wait. No, Pey- no, no. What Peyton Reed he... did a Mandalorian episode? He, yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, he did a couple. Yeah. Which ones? I don't know. He did the season one finale. He did. Oh, the, no, that was Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi did, did the finale? Season... Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, he okay. did. Because he played the robot in that one. Right. That's okay. Taika. All season, season, season one finale okay. is Taika. I know Peyton, he... <laughs> He did the one episode that I think is the the worst one, but you actually like it. See the one where Grogu was eating all the little kid eggs. <laughs> oh, and there was a bit. Oh, he that did. Okay, chapter... he did. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. And I think those. He fi- did chapter ten and chapter hugs. sixteen. Sorry, he Peyton Reed did the finale of season two, not season one. You didn't like that episode with with Bo-Katan and they were fighting on the thing. Oh no, that's the one with no, the spider. You... Yeah, right. I'm I'm That's talking about the one like the ice cave or whatever. I thought that was uh, like right. that so was the one before. About I gotta find the right. interview that Peyton Reed did where he talked about using volume on this film, and even he said that he thinks that they kind of like pushed it to its limit. The the, the reason why the volume is important is two reasons. One, the actors can see what they're interacting with instead of being in front of green screen, and two, light from the screens is hitting the character. So if you have somebody like C-3PO that's reflective, all of a sudden the lighting on that is better. That's why in a lot of CGS, CGI films you don't have reflective surfaces because if you have reflective surfaces, all of a sudden it, it makes the difficulty of of rendering such a, such a, such a massive overload. And you wouldn't even think about how much it is but it adds it's 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 exponential growth in the banging binging and the banging of the lights and stuff like that that makes it really difficult and 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 a volume takes away takes all that away 
Um, but why do the volume? Because they didn't look like surprised at all this. Like they, they were like in a video game and like eh, we're in a video game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good. That's pretty that's much. A good way to look that's at pretty it. much how it felt and how it looked. It I didn't was feel immersive. Not transported. I was not transported to the quantum realm. Which is kind of strange considering like how we watch stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is also very CGI heavy, but I feel a lot more immersed in those environments when they go to nowhere, when they go to, you know, they go to these planets and they see these, even these strange creatures who are, uh, yeah, that, that's a true. Like way. when, when they're on ego, like that whole sequence is all CGI really. Because yeah. the CGI was not what was important because, and, and, Whatever issues I have with the Guardians of the Galaxy is James Gunn starts with the focus of the film is heart. About the characters, about the hearts of these characters and what's going on with them. And the core of the film is always that. And then it extends out to everything else. With the story, it kind of like makes you forget the stuff that doesn't hold up as far as like environments and CGI and things like that. Michael Douglas was barely in the movie. Michelle Pfeiffer did a good job because Michelle Pfeiffer's not going to do a bad job, right? And 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 but you have all these great actors. I mean, Evangeline Lilly was flat, and I don't want to. I don't want to like like drag her because of political things or whatever. So I'm not going to. No, but they didn't give her anything that. to do. Right. You know, she could have been great right. in she, the movie. She was a lot of standing around. They didn't hanging out because it was a fantastic do. four movie and they had five people but like but like but his daughter other than that kind of thing she i'm not saying that the actress did a bad job but other than cause trouble like what what do we know about her what i mean it was kind of like well she was looking out for the little guy which was the thing that scott right, was right, right, saying right, in the right, whole right. movie you know but i mean but that's what we were told not what we were shown Right. No, we we were shown because she got arrested, you know, helping those people. We didn't see her doing that. She, it, it, it was explained. She explained what she was doing. Well, because they had to get it in was, the quantum it was, realm. It was exposition, right? Right. It w- it was explained to us through exposition. But then she busted you know? the people I guess out she of jail did and look stuff out, like trying that. Trying to look out for these people, like, oh, yeah. we got to help these people. You know what I mean? But you know. But let let me tell you though, out of everything that that we brought up, they did the one trope in these movies. That I can't stand when they do it. And they usually have a little kid do it. But this time they had Michelle Pfeiffer doing it. And it's when a main character knows something. And oh. everybody. Oh. oh look T's falling over. He already knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> and everybody around sorry, you is in danger. Right. And everybody's around and you is like, in danger. They're like, she's like explain. She's like I don't have time for this. <laughs> She yeah. kept saying, she's like, we like have time no, 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 we, we have time. Let me know what's going on. Let me know what we're about to face before we go in blind. Which Ariani said, and this is Ariani, she should have explained in the post credits of Ant-Man 2. Well, it's not that she should have done it, but I just thought it was strange how if we're leading up to something like this movie, right? And in the post credits of Ant-Man 2... They're, she's helping Scott go into the quantum realm. Say, hey, right. we're gonna have you go in there. You would. But think he was going like, in to look for something specific, right? Wasn't he going to get something specific? And he was supposed to be right out. Right, but either way, you would think she'd be like, 
we can't let you go in there. You know, you don't know what's like if because if there's a portal going in, there's a portal coming out. You know, so it's just like with something yeah, like they, that, they, they like ignored that whole thing. They ignored that whole thing. Well, they ignored right. a lot of things because all of a sudden they could walk around the quantum realm without their helmets on, which was That's like true. you couldn't do that in the first movie. That was like a big. Well, you no-no. couldn't do that. You couldn't even do that in Endgame. They went into the quantum realm Endgame. That's how they time traveled. Right. That's another thing too. They time traveled. Right, which is why when Scott came out, it should have been a different time. We don't. We have no idea how long this this movie oh, took place. In. I brought Be- I brought that up to you too. We don't know how long they were in there for because we we don't have any of the human characters or everyone's human. But we don't have any of the normal people. We don't know if Cassie's mom is an old lady now. We don't know if we don't know if Louise no. We we do know old- because we saw the Baskin Robbins guy because Scott went and got the cake from him. When they came right. back out. No, but I'm talking about people we care about. Like, I don't care about the no, no, but, Robbins guy. Yeah, but but he wasn't 90 years old. No, right. I but they ignore that aspect of the quantum realm that when you go in, you come out different time. And that was something, again, in the John Byrne Fantastic Four negative zone saga that how long they were in there. They were The Fantastic Four was in the negative zone for like almost six months. And when they come out, it's like ten minutes had passed. Right, you know but, what I mean. But that was also a big deal in in Endgame because Spade, you told me that because I was like, how long was Scott in the quantum realm for? It was five years, but for him, it felt like what? It was five minutes? hours for him. Yeah. It was five years for everybody else. Right. So it's that's just the like whole how... that's the whole conversation he has with Cap and and, and Black Widow. Right. So then, how long was he Lazy. were they in the quantum realm for? That's, that's why I think this was a script for the Fantastic Four because they just didn't want to deal with it and they just kind of like we got to get this. I think yeah, um, Kevin Feige and we you know we, we 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 you know everybody worships at the altar of Kevin Feige. I think he does a great job, but he's he's dropped the ball a couple gotta, of times they, here. They got they got to get their shit together. Not, not in, right. like in in, in just because because like, Phase Four was was definitely lackluster. Well, they it's you know? also because like all of this is being written by Rick and Morty writers, and it's it's like all like you you can see the Rick and Morty aren't they in jail all over this, huh? No, that's that's Justin Roiland, but I don't know what's going on with him. He's not even a writer. He just shows up. He just does the voice. Writer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I well, I guess he was, he was a creator. Creators. Yeah, he was. He's the creator. He's the creator oh, of Rick okay. and Morty. But like, but like the stuff with like the the, the jelly guy where he's just like, like where he's like, how many holes do you have? And he's like, oh, your buildings they don't talk. Like that's all Rick and Morty type jokes. You yeah. know. Yeah, but it, it didn't it didn't land. It felt if, I mean, I like that character, but we didn't get enough of them. We either we spend time with these characters, and and then the 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 woman leader. I'm sure that the the I was looking up the actress. Um. I'm sure she did a great job, but the the the, the actor was good, but her character was just. You well, know. they had William Jackson Harper too, who's a pretty you know notable guy. He played like that mind reader that I don't care about. <laughs> right, like you you. Uh, like you, what a you cool character! Chidi. You wasted Cheedy on on like this per- throwaway character, right? I mean. Cheedy, that's a that's a yeah, no, no, I, good I, place right. from the good place. Yeah, I, I know, I know the for the audience. You know, Cheedy was like not even in it, and you're like, whoa, hold off. And like, and, and and Ariane, didn't you say you wanted him for Mister Fantastic? He would have been a good Mister Fantastic. I think he yeah. has the look, he has the attitude. 
And then I'm just like, okay, well, he's going to be in Quantum yeah, Mania. He's wasted, wasted, wasted in this movie. Yeah. Here, here's what you do. You, you suck Luis in the Quantum Realm, and you have him with those people trying to relate and have him build a relationship, and that's a better dynamic right there. Oh, my God. And have oh him be God, a rebellion leader. That would have been right? brilliant, Luis. Like, yeah, Luis gets sucked in, too. I feel so bad that we don't they have should, any That would have saved the movie. That would have saved the movie. <laughs> I just feel bad that we don't have any of like Scott's friends. Like Scott was blipped for five years. You think he doesn't care about knowing what happened to his business, what happened to his friends? Like, right? That that should have been the whole first act. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So Ant Man Two is pre blip. Yes. Remember Scott got blipped at the in the post credits. And then we see Ant Man coming back. Okay, Scott comes back in uh in Endgame. Right. Right. Everyone he, is still blipped. All right. And so this is this the first time we see Scott since Endgame? Yeah. Yes. So we don't the 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 last they, movie they, had, they didn't care they like it's like they had nothing for him. But that's the thing. It's just like the last movie it had a huge plot point about their business being in the red. They like they had they had they had this this huge like personal problem where it's just like we have this business but it's in danger of failing and if it fails then scott will lose custody or whatever the hell like it's like it's like a huge thing that like it's a it's a relatable problem that he has which is what people liked about ant-man and then in this movie it's just like hey scott what happened to your business hey scott what happened to your friends hey, louis should have been a ceo <laughs> right he should have been a ceo yeah yeah <laughs> but t you you said this after the movie this movie was missing the humor and the, the small stakes of, like, the other Ant-Man movies. You know, the, like, you, you said the Ant-Man movies you come to for joke, 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 joke. And that's what Thor Love and Thunder was. And they really should have been swapped. And I you're 100% right on that. And I think it's the villain. Like, that's what it comes down to. They wanted to accommodate the villain. And Ant-Man accommodated it the villain It should have been a Kang really movie. Well. It should have been a Kang movie. Right. And it should have done Why Why origin. don't they do, like... Why don't they they put the emphasis on the on the villains from now on, right? Like we've we've seen these heroes so many times already. Have the hero be the small player. Like Infinity War, that's a Thanos movie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Imagine He's imagine the, main character the entire right. first act, you know, and like or just yeah, right what Ariani was saying about the trial, all this stuff leading up to so we don't have to hear all this in the Kang Dynasty. You know what I mean? That we find out about this one Kang instead of... There could have been such complicated things going on. They need to hire us. Look at us coming up with good no doubt, ideas. No doubt. I mean, like, <laughs> this was like, oh, we gotta, we want to get Jonathan Majors in it and you got to get Kang. And yeah, this shouldn't have been the Ant-Man movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it just seems like he's going to show up to die in all these properties. They need to have Ant-Man fight. Um, they had need... They should have been... The villain should have been... Uh, they shouldn't have gone to the quantum realm. They, they should have had they him. The, have had the grizzly bear guy, claw. Um, Ulysses. No, Ulysses. Oh, Ulysses Claw. Yeah, come, he, come he's back an as villain. the the, ener yep. the the sonic a being of sonic energy. You know, because he's actually a, a, a Ant Man villain. Claw, right. Right. Yeah. Right. But I don't know. Let, and he uh, would have been great. You know. We're, we're a little over an hour, but let, let's let's wrap up on the post credit stuff because I, I think that these are two of the best post credit scenes Marvel's had in in a long time. Um. The Council of Kangs was was an awesome sequence, and you know you got your three 
I guess who are going to be the main ones, right? You got Immortus, Ramatut, and then I get, it's. I mean, he was silver, People but were saying that it could have been the Scott Scarlet the Scarlet Centurion. Centurion. That's what I thought. Why? Who'd you think it was? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I didn't know. That's what people were speculating. But what the beauty, the beauty of that, the beauty of that final shot was that that is ripped. That shot was ripped directly from an Avengers comic book with um, uh, John Bushima Senior. Not John Bushima. I forget who was the, the. But I have that. I have that comic book. Where they show the council of kings and they're all they're cheering all cheering and stuff. Stands. That was yeah, that's that's that was great. I love seeing like the old school costumes and all that stuff. It was so cool. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's use that as our um, uh, as the image to re- take that comic book uh, panel and put that in there. It's a really good comic book panel. It's a be easy look. Or do whatever you want, Spade. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> let me not tell you what to do. No, no, no. Let that, me not tell you that, what to that's do. That's cool. So yeah, it was. A, it was. This is a really bad Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> and a bad Ant Man movie. No, I was okay. It was okay. It Honestly, was okay. though, T, I enjoyed it. This is the best Fantastic Four movie that we've gotten so far. <laughs> no, that would be The Incredibles. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWearCapes.com. And send us an email, NotAllPods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks. I gotta pee. You guys keep talking. I got my headphones on. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll pause here. No, okay, keep going. Keep going. Here. No, I'm not. Oh God! I'm well, having he, performance he, anxiety now. I know, but he's still recording. He didn't stop. But he can, but he, can, but he can hear us as he pees. That's amazing. Right? He right now he's touching his genitalia. <laughs> can we hear it? Can we, can we hear, hear him it? pee? Because like uh, listeners, so, so he ran to the back so we could see. We're in, not in keeping this in there. This is this is post. This is like like uh, what do you call it? Bloopers uh, outtakes, right? So he ran to the back to the little dark little rectangle in the back of the screen because we're looking at each other on Discord, and he just like disappeared into the darkness. I also have to pee, but I'm a professional. I'm gonna finish recording. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, drink, I couldn't drink, hold go. it anymore. I couldn't hold it anymore. <laughs> And I heard everything you guys said while I was in there. I know. T talking about my genitalia and peeing in the corner. Yeah, the tinkle. (laughs) Uh, And the tinkle. So this is great. You got to cut that in at the end.